This is Gospel Message, week 79. And my topic is Trust Jesus for the Impossible. This is going to be taken from Mark 5.22. And I'm using the New Living Translation. It says, Jairus came and fell down before Jesus, pleading with him to heal his daughter. My little daughter is dying, he said in desperation. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she could live. We all know this story of what happened to that 12-year-old. But life application, brothers and sisters, have anybody been desperate? Have you ever felt so desperate? Ever been in a situation in life when you are totally, completely helpless and you didn't know what to do, who to turn to? Years ago, I gained so much weight for no reason. I did everything I can, humanly possible, to no avail. Doctors, hospitals, for no avail. I was left with the only best option was to trust Jesus. The text that I read to you about Mark 5, 22, we all know that Bible story. Jesus was approached by a dad whose daughter was sick and needed help. The man's name was Jairus. Jairus came in desperation and fell in front of Jesus. But what I love about it, it says Jesus went with him. Mark 24. Okay, Jesus went with Jairus. When Jairus came, asking for help, Jesus went with him. In the same way that Jesus walked with Jairus, he will walk with the family in our church who have lost their jobs. He will walk with families who are still waiting for their healing. Those who are waiting for the promised child. For those who are waiting for the bone of their bone. The flesh of their flesh. Whatever we are waiting for or looking for, he will walk with you too. It doesn't matter if Jesus is your first option or your last option. If you want help, Jesus wants to help you. All of us need help. All of us have something in our lives that we wish we could change. All of us have a challenge requiring a power greater than our own. But all too often, some people are afraid. I've had a friend say, why do you even pray about that stuff? I, I don't want to bother God with that. That's, that's little. You know? But as Jesus walked with Jairus to his house, okay, some friends of his, of Jairus came and said, you know, don't bother the teacher anymore because your daughter is dead. Have you ever thought that? Why bother? Why bother? I'm so out of shape. Why bother eating rice or exercising? My marriage is far gone. Why bother going to counseling? I'm so far in debt. Why bother putting a budget in place? Why bother? Don't be afraid. Just have faith. Mark 5, 36 says, Sometimes we need to follow Jesus' example and ignore the doubt of those around us. Jesus can do things that no one else could do. But, but that is Hard to believe because when you are surrounded by pain, you know, you're surrounded by all this hardship, you are crowded with all this difficulty. It is so hard to see that he could do it. 
It is hard to believe because people around us, other people around us do amazing things. You know, so people don't go to Jesus. But I like Jesus walked with that man and walked in that bedroom of that little girl and did something that no man in history had ever done. The Bible says, Mark 5, 41 to 42 says, Holding her hand, he, meaning Jesus, said to the girl, Talitha Kuman, which means, little girl, get up. And the Bible says, and the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. See, rising somebody from the dead defiles all explanation. Jesus is in a category of his own. And that is exactly why we need to bother him. That is exactly why we need to come to him. That is exactly why we need to trust him. It is why we need to tap him on the shoulder and ask him for help. It is why we need to put our faith in him. See, brothers and sisters, faith is used as a noun 243 times in the New Testament. And it is used as a verb 242 43 times in the New Testament. What does that tell us? I know what it tells me. It tells me that faith is equally about what we believe and about what we do with what we believe. It's a little tongue twist I'm going to say. Faith is equally what we believe and what we do with what we believe. See, if I believe, what if what I believe about Jesus doesn't translate into how I live, then what is the point? Belief has to affect your behavior for it to be faith. Jairus believed Jesus can heal his daughter. So he asked Jesus to heal his daughter. He had nothing to lose and everything to gain by trusting Jesus to do what no one else could do. Years ago, this is years ago, I've been in nursing for, I don't know, 20 some years, 28. I worked in a CCU, which is a coronary care unit, for about two to three years before I went to psych nursing. And the, we have people who were considered clinic, clinically dead, okay? The legal definition of that is the cessation of all brain function, which is irreversible. And I had to unplug patients that are declared clinically dead. And it was not easy for me. See, the word is irreversible. What makes everything that we consider impossible to be possible with Jesus is the ability to reverse the irreversible. Jesus has the ability to reverse the, the irreversible. Okay? That kid was clinically dead. His brain was irreversible. And Jesus has the ability to reverse it. I haven't mentioned it yet. But on the way to raise that 12-year-old girl from the dead, Jesus healed a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. You could find that in Mark 5, 25 to 36 or Luke 8, 
43 to 45. The woman was bleeding for 12 years. See, one woman's blood stopped, but another woman's bleeding could not stop. One was rich and one was poor. One had everything to lose and the other had nothing to lose. See, what, what Mark was trying to help us by comparing and contrasting these two women is that Jesus doesn't discriminate. Educated or uneducated or uneducated, excuse me, rich or poor, young or old, male or female. All Jesus sees is when he looks at us is our need. And what he wants to do, wants us to see when we look at him is his ability to meet those needs. Jesus can do what no one else could do. In the natural, people want to limit conversation to fact. The fact is, this girl was dead. But the fact is equal, equally that Jesus raised her from the dead. He also raised himself from the dead. So what do you do with Jesus, seriously? What do you do? What do you do with someone like Jesus who seems to be a self-contained source of unlimited power? There's nothing else to do but to trust him. You see, that woman with the issue of blood that I refer to in Mark 5, 25 to 26, or Luke 8, 43 to 48. The Bible says in Mark 5, 27 that she came in the press behind him. She heard about Jesus Everybody knows the story. This woman has spent everything that she had. Everything, the Bible says. And her situation got worse. She heard about Jesus. And she went in the press. What is it that you press into? Is it your doubt? Your worries? Your unbelief? Whatever is it that you have to press. Press in and trust Jesus. They said, the Bible said the woman came in the press. We, she wasn't supposed to be there because when you're bleeding, you consider unclean. She risked all that to come for her healing. She has faith to believe for the impossible. And not only that, have you ever thought, you know, they said the Bible says the woman heard about Jesus, right? She heard about Jesus. If that was me, I don't know about you, I would have said, oh, you know, I've gone to so many physicians. I don't know if he's going to help me. Why should I bother, right? Or I use all my money. Why should I bother? But she pressed all to that thoughts. She pressed to, to her doubts, her unbelief, and went there and touched the hem of his garment. And he was healed. See, faith has to be consistent. If you want the impossible, you have to have consistent faith. Now, people think, oh, I have faith. I'm coming to church all this time and I still don't have my child. The prophet told me I was going to have a child. I've been coming to church how many years I don't have my child. You could come to church. You could be coming to church every day, but you don't have faith. Because some people could be consistent. They're consistent coming to church, but they are bitter. 
you know? They consistently come into church, but they don't have faith. They just go into the motions. For you to have faith for the impossible, you have to keep coming and praising God and believing that He is able, that He who has promised is able to deliver. That's faith for the impossible. We Jairus had, and this woman with the issue of blood have. So, brothers and sisters, what do we have to do with Jesus? Is to trust Him. Trust Jesus for the impossible. When things look so gloomy, they look impossible. That's your opportunity for a miracle. When the world said, this cannot be done, you are set up for a miracle. Trust Jesus for the impossible. All right? There's nothing to lose, but everything to gain. So today, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all the listeners under this, my voice, that are going to hear this sermon, oh God. That you give them faith to believe for the impossible. You give them supernatural faith, oh Lord. Faith that could stand the test of time. Faith in the time of storm. Faith in the valley. Faith in the mountain. Faith to move mountains, oh God. Faith, supernatural faith to believe in you because you are able. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. 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 In the name of Jesus.